It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic beat the Dallas Mavericks. They beat the Storm. They have just a really good, fun night in so many ways. We're going to break it all down here on your Hurricane Edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 10th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic defeat the Dallas Mavericks, doing a lot of things they haven't been doing recently and certainly didn't do Monday night, finding their calm, finding their poise, but most importantly, finding their resilience. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, before we do that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic. Remember, there's a great covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Against the Orlando Magic uh, on Wednesday night. Um, a, the Dallas Mavericks are a really good team. Luka Doncic is one of the best players. It is an absolute joy and pleasure to watch him uh, play live. It's it's he's just an incredible shot maker and creator. Um, but beyond the opponent, you know, one thing that Jamal Mosley has spoken about as this team tries to level up and tries to do everything that it's trying to do. One thing Jamal Mosley has spoken about often is getting the team into a routine, into a routine, getting that consistency and preparation, that consistent consistency and focus. To get ready to play games. Um, it, it's great to have a pregame routine. It's great to have kind of a set motion of, of way you do things. But all those best laid plans often get thrown to the wayside very, very quickly. As much as routine matters to help you get prepared, it's adaptability that ultimately allows you to win. Changing to the conditions of the game. Changing to what the problems are as they're presented to you. Before we even get into the basketball aspect of things, Wednesday's game against the Dallas Mavericks presented a lot of that those variables. You had the tip-off move to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, thanks to uh, Hurricane Nicole, which is, uh, as I'm recording this here overnight, uh, it, it's, 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 it's hard to see outside right now. Um, I'm fine, don't worry. Um, you had... Hurricane Nicole bearing down on 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 Central Florida and and changing the whole pregame routine, pushing this to a 5:30 game, and then at tip off or just before tip off or pregame, the Magic announced that Paolo Bancaro would miss his first game of the season with a sprained ankle suffered late in Monday's loss to the Houston Rockets. Those are two very major changes, but. 
for good and and and, and sometimes for moral victory. Um, there is one part of this Magic team that has really emerged and, and emerged with some consistency. Emerged in a way that has allowed the Magic to to be in games and to fight and to take some really important steps. This team does have a resilient streak. They do have this notion or this identity of playing from tip-off to whistle, tip-off to buzzer, whatever, however you want to describe it. This is a team that does play for the full 48 minutes. Maybe not perfectly, maybe not completely, but they go all the way to the end. And that is, I don't know if it's anything, but it's definitely something. And that kind of resiliency, that kind of resiliency to keep fighting was on full display Wednesday in a 94-87 victory over the Dallas Mavericks. What I'm talking about here is on on a much more micro level than maybe what you're thinking I'm talking about. We've talked about it throughout the course of the year that like last year, resiliency meant uh, meant turning a 20-point lead down to a 12-point loss. It's like, well, the game was over, but you fought all the way to the end. Good job, buddies. That's not what we're talking about here. And, and, And that's not the resiliency the Magic want to have anymore. The resiliency I'm talking about is making a mistake, but getting back or staying in the play despite the mistake. The play I'm talking about is is, is uh, RJ Hampton's are two of my favorite plays of the entire season, and this is honestly where I think the Magic has shown the most growth. And, and these are plays that RJ Hampton would have made last year, and honestly, I think a lot of players on the Magic would not have made these kinds of plays last year. The Magic turned the ball over way too much in Wednesday's game, but... In the second quarter, R.J. Hampton turned the ball over, made a bad pass, and immediately he was sprinting to the other end. And Josh Green got to the basket. R.J. Hampton met him and swatted the ball way out of bounds. It's not the first time that I've seen R.J. Hampton make this kind of a play. But that's the kind of play that energized the Magic's bench and energized the crowd. But it symbolically means something much more. It's this understanding of, yes, I made made an error here, but that's not the end of it. That's not the end of the play. I can still make something up. I can still make it back. And that was the theme throughout the game because despite turning the ball over 19 times, Dallas scored only 10 points off those turnovers. Whereas against Houston, they scored 31 off 20 turnovers. The Magic's mistakes were not killer because the Magic limited the damage of those mistakes. Another great example came at the end of the third quarter. Franz Wagner was driving to the middle of the lane, tried a spin move, had the ball knocked away from him by Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. was going to the other end of the floor. Franz made the mistake and immediately, it wasn't head down, shaking, it was immediately sprinted to make up the play. And unlike RJ Hampton, he didn't get a block, but... Franz Wagner contested the layup, forced to miss. Chuma Okeke got the rebound. The whole Magic bench stood. And the Magic were able to get back down to the other end of the floor. Franz Wagner ended up having the ball in his hands again, and he dished it to Wendell Carter in the corner for the game-tying three-pointer to send 
uh, to set to, oh, the Magic went down, went to the fourth quarter down one, but the Magic gave themselves the opportunity to win and put themselves in a real position to to to, to win because of plays exactly like that. This is what I think we mean by resilience. And when Jamal Mosley says this is a resilient team, it's because this is a team that's not going to quit, that's not going to give up on plays, that isn't going to let one bad play ruin their evening. Yeah, it, it still happens. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. Wendell Carter had a couple plays where you know he got hit, was foul, you know, was fouled, no call, was kind of sitting on the sideline, kind of gathering himself, put his team in a bad position there. But a lot of these kinds of plays are happening throughout the course of the game. And it set the Magic up to win. Because in the fourth quarter, the Magic played their best basketball. It may not have been great shooting. It may not have been fantastic offense. But their defense was suddenly on point. They were engaged and energized by their hustle play and by their, by their focus to make up for Monday's loss. They made the plays and they made the shots that they needed to to win this game. It was, quite frankly, a really impressive performance for Orlando. Not not just because of everything that was against them, and that and again, that shows a measure of resilience too. That they rolled with the punches. They didn't have their top player. They, you know, were playing a, a, a good Dallas team. They were playing off schedule. They were struggling to shoot the ball. They were struggling to shoot the ball from the outside. They they, they killed it on the inside again. The Magic are just kind of a weird statistical anomaly. They struggled in so many areas, and yet they always stayed in the game. It's this kind of stuff is good to point out. And, and, and I will continue to say this. You know, it may not be where we want this team to level up to or, or are completely where this team wants to be, but this is still a positive step that Orlando is in all of these games. That you you do not put this team away, you do not bury this team. They always fight. They always find a way back. That being a standard, that being a floor, it's a real big and important thing. And it's going to give the Magic to get wins like this one when they're confident, when they're able to lock in, when they're able to play with this kind of intensity. And the goal for the rest of the season is to find consistency and make this an every night type of deal. Maybe they can make it every night. Maybe they can't. You always find your level. You know, uh, um, John Dent used to always tell me that Chuck Daly would say, you know, water always finds its level. So, you know, again, that old NBA cliche can't be up, can't be too low. But the Magic did a lot more than just be resilient. They had a great game plan and they executed it exceptionally well. We're going to dive into some of the game plan details from this game coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why I have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. As most of us uh, of my generation know, LinkedIn is the largest professional network out there. All of us were encouraged to make a LinkedIn it's what, the, it's the, what the adults were doing. Now we're adults, uh, and LinkedIn is how you can connect with other, pe- other, other people as well as find jobs, and it's the best place to find your future employee too. Here's what you have to do if you're looking to hire. Add your job, and then the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. 
Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Finish the year strong by finding the right team member to help you do just that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of the discussion that, that, that I've been having with fans on Twitter, and, and that's dangerous in and of itself, but I, I see the comments here on, on my videos on Locked on Magic, um, it's frankly a lot of criticism toward Jamal Mosley and, and, and the coaching staff. And so um, I, I will say that uh, I, I, I think it's way too early to consider firing Jamal Mosley. Our, our friends at BetOnline do have Jamal Mosley as 4-1 to one to be the next coach to be fired. I think that is just a stupid bet. Um, the Magic are not firing Jamal Mosley. From all I understand and all I can tell, they are very happy with the job he's doing. These players, you know, again, judging by the fight and the resiliency that they've been showing, are very bought into him. Uh, they really like. Uh, they're they're really bought in. He the player relation thing is very very. It's not even just a player relation thing. It's a people relation thing. Just just from interacting with him and seeing how he interacts with people. Like seriously, I. I just watch, go go to a Magic game early. He is out on the floor, which you rarely see head coaches do. He's not working on the floor with the players, he, although he will sometimes. Um, this is a guy that everybody loves. So he is not going anywhere. Not this year, at least. As I've told a million people, this season is not about this season. But um, I, I will say this. Uh, if we're going to criticize Jamal Mosley, and, and, and I do have my criticisms of him. I'm not I'm not here strictly to defend him. I, I think his rotations are a little bit suspect. I think he could be doing some things to make it easier for Orlando. Um, I think winning should be a little bit more important than maybe it is. Um, but uh, at least with at least by my judging how his rotations are going and all that. Um, but if we're going to levy all that criticism at him, we got to do we got to give him his flowers and, and got to. Um, give him credit where credit's due. Orlando had a fantastic game plan, and, and they really executed as well 
as I've seen them executed. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more tomorrow about the offense and some of the offensive identity um, that this team is developing. And while a lot of us thought Mosley would be a defensive coach, um, the offense is really has really come into its own. You got to give him credit for the way Franz Wagner's playing. I want to talk more about him later on in the week as well. Um, if not later on the week, then soon. Franz had one of the best basketball games I've ever seen him play. Um, and, and, and he's had 30-point games. He's had a lot of that stuff. Franz was just so good at controlling the tempo of this game um, and, and really forcing Dallas to reckon with him. Um, his He deserves a credit for his own development at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I got to give credit for Mosley. I think he has done some things to make life easier for Franz, to make, make his reach a little bit easier. Um, and, but... He also knows that he can use Franz in a certain way. And and honestly, everyone asked for Franz Wagner to be on the ball more all of last year. They were waiting for this year to do that. They figured, they, they understood they could do it. This year, they have just ramped it up to 10 with Franz. And, it, and, and we'll get into his numbers here in a minute, but just such a great game. But really, the ma- you know, the Magic made it clear after the game, you know, I think it was Chuma, okay, it was Franz that said this actually, that... Um, you know, they were not happy with their performance Monday and they came out with a stronger defensive focus. But doing that against Luka Doncic is not easy. Luka was held under 30 points for the first time this season. And honestly, yes, Luka missed some shots and, and he's a great shot maker. Um, but I, you got to give credit to the Magic's defense on this front. Um, Orlando was essentially switching every screen on Luka, um, but they were switching... Only if there was size on him, or, or or at least they made that adjustment very late into, or, or, or made that adjustment very quickly into the game. Um, you know, Luca got Jalen Suggs a few times, and I, and I think that's the point where they made the adjustment to say like, okay, only Chuma, only Wendell, only Franz guarding Luca the rest of this game. Um, and, and really, Orlando did a did a good job, and 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 it was really just good discipline. Uh, from Bull Bull, from Mo Bamba, from you know the weeks from Franz, from the weak side defender, making sure that Luca always saw size, um, and, and that's how they kept him out of the paint for the most part. They switched so he wouldn't get an advantage going downhill. So even if it meant Wendell Carter was guarding Luca, they were okay with that. Wendell, I thought, did a really good job when he was matched up with Luca. Chuma did an excellent job. Uh, matching up with Luca, but they did a good job making sure Luca always saw size. And, and and you know maybe this is something I should draw out in a playbook post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Um, this is how the Magic should use their size. It's not about shot blocking. It's not about deflections. It's not about steals. It's deterrence. Um, and it's it you know like uh, um, I forget it was a CBS Sports article talking about the Magic's defense and the Magic's experiment experimenting with size. Um, Jamal Mosey is constantly saying, show your hands. That's my bi- that's been my big criticism of Mo Bamba's career. You don't have to block shots. You just have to show your hands. You just have to get your hands out wide and big and be big. That's what the Magic did in this game. Um, they they were showing size. They were putting Bull Bull off the weak side in the paint or just outside the paint and kind of lining up their bigs to, to deter Luka from, from the paint. And, and that forced Luka to take tougher jumpers. And look, some nights he's going to hit those. This night he was not. Um, Dallas did adjust to that. They, they started running like hammer and flare screens to the corner um, to, try and, to try and catch the Magic off guard. Caught him a few times. But the Magic adjusted too. And I, I think they did a really, really good job 
making sure they stayed connected to those corner shooters, making sure the rotations were a lot sharper. The rotations to, uh, in this game were sharper than the Magic have had in, in a while. Um, and so I think, again, that I, I think that's a credit to the coaching that Jamal Mosley gave and, and the game plan that they developed to take on this team. Like, look, it starts with focus and starts with intensity, and 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 that's all the players. Um, you can have a great plan, but if the players aren't executing it, it doesn't matter. Um, this Mosley is, you know, again, watch watch Mosley a little bit on the sideline if you go to a game. He is much more active and animated and encouraging guys and pushing guys this year than he was last year. Um, I, I know I've made this point several times, and look, no one wants to be three and nine. We want to see this team do better. We know this team can be better, and and I and I'll agree with all that. Um, but I will continue to say, see the forest for the trees. Um, there is a bigger picture that this team is trying to develop, that this team is trying to, 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 to do, that isn't necessarily about winning an individual game. And so, you know, it's about getting better. It's about, you know, kind of kind of learning these things and learning the right way to do these things. And, and, and I do think, A, we'll see this team get better. It's still so early in the season. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of guys that are going to be coming back from injury that are going to help out with this too. So it's 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 all a process. Um, that, that honestly, I, I know people hate that and 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 they want results now. And that this team should be this team should have a better record than three and nine. They should have five wins. You know, they should be five and seven, four and eight. You know, we're you know this 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 team deserves more results than what they're getting. Um, but I, I think you do got to give Mosley credit for the game plan he developed. He understood, you know, honestly, like, we'll talk about the offense, I think, on tomorrow's episode. Um, it's, he understands this isn't a shooting team. He wants them to shoot. He gives them the green light to shoot. But this team's not taking a ton of three-pointers. And, and and I have a few friends who are like, why aren't the Magic taking more threes? Why aren't the Magic taking more threes? Well, you know, A, they they will in time. But that's not who this team is. Um, and, and I think he's doing a really good job leveraging what he has available Doing some experiments, being flexible with what he has to see what he can get away with and what what will work, um, and then doing a good job, uh, kind of slowly, you know, maybe slowly, but putting them in the right position to succeed. Um, this was this was a great game in coaching. This was a great game in execution. This was just a great game. This was just this was just a really solid win. Orlando did so many things that they have struggled with. They didn't turn the ball. They don't turn the ball over once in the fourth quarter. Um, they they took the lead in the fourth quarter. They played clutch minutes. They held the lead. Um, you know they didn't they didn't let Dallas back. They took like a seven eight point lead. Um, they didn't let Dallas get back in the game and, and ramp up the pressure. They made plays continuously, including this this a great you know a, a Franz Dirk closed this game out, iced this game away. Um, the Magic just played really, really smart in that fourth quarter. Once Dallas gave them some life, once Dallas, you know, kind of couldn't put them away, they took a ten-point lead, I think, in the second quarter. But once Dallas couldn't put them away, Orlando just did some really good things, and and I think everyone deserves a lot of credit for getting there. We're gonna run through the final box score, talk a little bit about what we saw from the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Orlando Magic defeat the Dallas Mavericks. I had my fourth quarter box score up. I don't want that. 94-87. to 87. Uh, Orlando improves to 3-9 and nine on the season. Uh, I, again, I want to highlight the defensive numbers. Um, starting with defending Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, 24 points, 6, uh, six rebounds, 6 assists, 9 for 29 shooting, 2 for 11 from beyond the arc. Um, look, uh, as always, there, there are going to be shots that Luka takes that only he can make. And sometimes you're just at the whims of whether he takes or makes them. Um, you know, some people would note that it seemed like he was dealing with a shoulder issue, took kind of a nasty fall um, at one point during the game as well. Um, but uh, or- Orlando contested every shot. And, and-, and so I, I got to start uh, start this re- box score review with Chuma Okeke. Um, eight points, two for five shooting, one for two from deep, three for six from the foul line, seven rebounds, uh, three turnovers, one block. Uh, honestly, like, eight points doesn't do justice. He had a big three late. Um, that was his one make. Uh, you know, and, and Chuma's offense, I think, still has to find its way and, and, and kind of kind of get its consistency. But we know Chuma is going to be a good defender. You put him on bigger players, he's going to keep him, keep him uh, in front of him. He is great at getting deflections. I thought, A, you know, Orlando's plan to put size on Luka Doncic was just brilliant and well-executed. At the end of the game in the fourth quarter, Orlando switched away from that switching defense that I described. They went to Wendell showing and Chuma defending Luka Doncic straight up. And Luka did not get to the basket very much. Chuma did a great job keeping him on the perimeter, contesting his fadeaways, contesting his step-backs. It was a great great chance to switch that coverage uh, and give Luka a different look that he hadn't seen all game. Um... In a, in, a, in, in a big moment, and it's a lot of trust in the Magic to execute that well. I, I really, really love Chumo KK's game. Um, you know, again, the offensive stuff, it, it, it's, it's, it's uneven right now with him, um, but everyone knows he is such a great defender. It, it, the rest of it's going to come, and, and you know, Chumo's not my star of the game. We're going to get to Franz Wagner here in a minute because this was just a awesome game from Franz Wagner. Um, but... Chuma, Chuma is Chuma play, Chuma was big with Paolo out. Chuma getting that defensive call. You know, again, I don't know if the Magic win this game if if Paolo is having to guard uh, Luca or or Franz is ha- having to guard Luca. Having Chuma as that defensive specialist really, really, really helped uh, in this one. Um, let's get to Franz Wagner. This this is going to go down as one of my absolutely favorite Franz Wagner games. Um, I I don't know if I will say it is his best game because he's had some 30-point performances, but with the responsibility that he has on the floor, um, with the growth that we've seen him make over the last couple weeks, uh, this this is this is way up there. Um, 22 points, 9 for 17 shooting, 0 for 3 from deep, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have 3 turnovers. Um, again, Magic have 19 turnovers, but only for 10 Dallas points. Um, it just felt like Franz had his hand in just absolutely everything. Um, it just did not feel like there was anything that Franz was that 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 the Magic were doing that Franz wasn't involved in. Um, he was he's over the last 
four or five games. Kobe Price and I were talking about this before the game. Um, Franz is just getting to the basket with ease. And, and honestly, I, I had this thought during the game. Like, Franz is so slithery and is able to work his way around defenders and score so much that if he could, he, if he just, like, bowled through guys, he'd get to the foul line a whole lot more. Um, credit to the Magic, too. Without uh, Paolo Bancaro getting 21 free throws is, is, is a really solid number, especially in a slow-paced game like this one. Um, but, again, Franz just had his hands in everything. He was dishing the ball real well. He was shooting the ball. He was getting the basket really well. He wasn't shooting the ball great, but getting the basket real well. And obviously, he put the game away. Um, the ultimate compliment, as uh, Jamal Mosley put it after the game, Dallas just decided midway through the second quarter to double Franz anytime he went middle. Literally, they would have, I, I think it was uh, their big, Dwight Powell or JaVale McGee or whoever, you know, whoever, whoever was kind of on the weak side, just charge middle and keep Franz out of the middle of the paint. Um, I, I, again, I, I made this joke about Paolo because I think Dallas was the first team to try and double Paolo. I was like, oh, they grow up so fast. But this was an aggressive double. And, and frankly, I don't think Franz has ever dealt with a double team like that. And some of his mistakes might have come from misreading that. But he pl- he played really well against that double team too. Like he still made plays, still made passes. Dallas was determined to keep the ball from getting into his hands. He still found a way to get it. He still found a way to be effective. Like this, we're seeing, we're going to see a big coming out party from Franz Wagner here very soon. If we haven't already, people are going to know that, that Franz is, he's Franz, Franz is just so much better than he was last year. Like it's, it's not night and day, but it's, it's very much like night and early dawn. Like it's, 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 there, there are all those elements from last year that were just that are just better than they were last year, and now you know he's played point guard for a month, struggled those first two weeks. These last two weeks, he's he's figured it out. It's 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 really scary how much you can tell how much the game has slowed down for him and, and how much the game is being played at his pace. That's that's ultimately what stars do. Like that's what Luka Doncic does. He makes everyone play at his pace. Um, you don't speed him up. We're, you know, Franz, I think, still gets sped up a little bit, um, but that is happening less and less and less and less, and, and, and that's really scary for the rest of the league. Um, just running through some of the other players, uh, Wendell Carter had 13 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 12 rebounds. I thought he played really, really well defensively. Uh, you know, again, uh, I, I joked during the game, he's, he has more fouls with his hands behind his back than anyone else uh, in the league. Um, but I, I really liked his defense, really liked how he contested and, and played Luka Doncic again. The Magic were just determined to to put size on Doncic to make him just kind of kind of see all that size uh, around him. Um, offensively, just a little bit rough. Um, just felt just felt a little a step off, honestly. Um, but you know, again, not a drain at all. Um, you know, again, seventy three total shots in this game. Played was game was played very very at a very very low low possession rate. Um, so that was that was part of that. Uh, Jalen Suggs, twelve points, four for twelve shooting, seven rebounds, four assists. Um, Suggs really struggled just getting to the basket. You know, he's just kind of throwing his body around still a lot. Um, you know, so again, it, he's playing. He is playing with a ton more confidence, though. You know, again, take a look at that that high shot number. Um, some of that is just confidence because he hit some early. He hit some some pull up jumpers early and 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 made some shots early. He was two for four from three. His two misses were really bad. His two makes were really good. So, I, I think we are seeing some pretty significant progress from Jalen Suggs. Um, I think we're seeing him get to a consistent level where 
you can rely a little bit on, on his offense. The big thing for him still is finishing at the rim and being consistent as a rim finisher. We're going to talk more about rim finishing and rim pressure uh, coming up on tomorrow's episode when, when, I, when I dive a little bit into the offense. Uh, also, big game for Mo Bamba, 12.6 rebounds. Um, you know, again, Mo played a great game against Houston, followed up with another good game. He's been in and out of the rotation. Magic don't really have a set rotation, but he's been in and out of the playing group um, throughout the year. Two really nice games back-to-back, um, and, and I think that deserves some credit. Um, also give some credit to RJ Hampton. Two points, one for two shooting. Didn't get a whole lot of time, only eight and a half minutes on the floor. Um, again, that play where he made that turnover, not a good turnover, but got back, made the block. He's making plays like that. His decision-making's gotten a lot better. Um, and so I, I, I will say that I am also puzzled that he is not playing more. Um, I get that the Magic like Caleb Houston's shooting, um, I get that they that, that that there are other things maybe that they want to see, um, but uh, I and Caleb Houston had eight points in this game too. So again, I'm I'm not going to be super upset about Caleb Houston playing or not playing there, um, but it is it is a little puzzling uh, puzzling there because RJ's I think done everything that this team could ask him to do to get better um, and 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 has earned earned at least an extended look. You know, again, injuries will happen. We'll see what happens. Orlando shoots 49.3% from the floor. They were shooting better than 50% for most of the first half. There's a big reason why they were able to stay in the game. Sort of like the Houston game, um, Orlando was shooting really well. Dallas wasn't defending them particularly well, aside from the turnovers. Um, But Dallas was hitting so many threes that it kind of counteracted the Magic's good shooting. That's going to be, I think, a theme throughout the course of the year. Orlando's not taking a ton of threes. They were 8 for 21 from beyond the arc. Dallas was 11 for 42. So Dallas took twice as many threes as Orlando did in this game. Maybe that's what Orlando wanted them to do. Um, Dallas hit their threes in the first half. Orlando was or Dallas was 8 for 23 on threes in the first half, 5 for 14 in the first quarter, um, 11 for 42 for the game. So Orlando did a much better job defending the three-point line, maybe got some three-point luck in the process too, um, but put themselves in a really, really good position to win this game. Uh, you know, again, Orlando, I don't think, is going to be a high-volume three-point shooting team. I know that might upset some people. Uh, we'll see what happens when Gary Harris gets back, when Marco Fultz gets back. Um, but, you know, I, I've always kind of said I think my ideal for Orlando three-point-wise is about 30 to 32, maybe 33 attempts per game. I think somewhere between 30 and 35 attempts per game would be what I would say is ideal for this team. Uh, you want them confident enough to shoot threes. You don't want them passing up threes. You need the three-pointer to be a threat. Um, but obviously, that is not this team's strength. So, uh, I, the three-point totals have been pretty low of late. Um, I don't. We'll see if that's something that persists, um, and we'll see if that's something that the Magic can make up because they are facing a lot of teams that are giving up a lot of threes. The Magic are focused on paint defense. They're struggling to get back out to three-point line, and so that's been a big difference in a lot of these games. Like I said, Orlando, again, struggles with turnovers. 19 turnovers for 10 Dallas points. Got to give a credit to the Magic's defense. They give up just 33 points in the th- second half. Dallas shoots 37.6% for the floor. Again, 11 for 42 from beyond the arc. The top team in free throws, the top free throw team in the league, gets 19 free throw attempts in this game. Uh, I won't lie. I, I think some of that is the refs buried their whistle to try and get out of there faster. 209 in this 209 total runtime for this game. Um, everyone was trying to get out of the building as quickly as possible. Uh, but um, overall, just... Uh, I, I was really impressed with how the Magic played defensively. This was a great game, a complete total 180 uh, from what they were doing um, in, in Monday's game. Uh, I criticized the Magic plenty for not having a defensive identity out of Monday's game. This game, purpose, uh, they were you could tell exactly what this team was trying to do, and they executed it very, very, very well. 
The last note I want to bring up before uh, I close this out. Um, I've been following this. I've been tracking this a little bit. Um, listed attendance uh, for this game on the box score was 18,165. There are not 18,165 people at the Amway Center on Wednesday, late afternoon, Wednesday evening. But it was a full. It was a full building. It was a pretty busy crowd. It was. It was definitely. It was definitely a. If this. If if the crowd that we saw Wednesday night is normal, um, that's going to be really really big. And so um, the, the team's been doing this. I got to give a public shout out to Magic fans. Um, Amway. The Magic sold out their first three first three home games this uh, first four home games this year. Um, doing that against Boston and Golden State is easy. Doing that against Charlotte on a Friday, Sacramento on a Saturday is not. They still had a pretty solid number Monday and a really solid, again, it would look like a really solid number for this game against Dallas. Um, just being in the building, you can feel the energy and, and and that is lifting the Magic. The Magic are 3-3 three and three at the Amway Center and I do expect them to be a pretty strong home team this year because hey, that's what young teams do. But we're also really seeing a fan base buy into this team. Um, they brought the energy. They brought the noise. And for a 5:30 game, the night that a hurricane is hitting hitting the shore again, I, I'm I'm looking out. I, I can look outside my window here. I'm recording this overnight. Um, it is a, a very strong mist. Um, when I exit the Amway Center, um, it wasn't this bad. It was rainy. It was windy. Not so bad, but it was. You know, you could definitely tell things were picking up. Um, this was, this was an all-time fan performance. I'll go ahead and say that. This was an all-time fan performance. The conditions of this game, um, you know, where this team is at, not having, you know, people probably went not knowing they weren't going to have Paolo Vancaro, but, um, the fans brought it. They lifted this team up. They helped them get this win as much as anything else. The Magic are giving the fans something to buy into and believe in. Uh, and honestly, I am... I am seeing fans and talking to fans who are really bought into what this team is doing and, and really optimistic about what this team is doing. A lot of the silly arguments we're having on Twitter are because people are bought in and really believe that this team can accomplish something. Um, I will say that is a form of leveling up, and that is a credit to the coaching staff and to every and to everyone else who put this team in that position. Um, but I, I, I got to take this time, take take a little pause, and shout out Magic fans for bringing the energy through all six of these home games so far um, and 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 helping this Magic team give them something to believe in. Um, this the, Obviously, there's a lot of interest in the first overall pick. That's definitely driving a lot of this. Paolo's rewarded that faith. This team is rewarded that faith by, by playing a, uh, an exciting brand of basketball. You know, the worst thing it can be is bad and boring. This team might be bad. They are not boring. They are a lot of fun. Um, and, and I think fans have really... Uh, really locked onto this team and really bought into what this team is doing and the direction that this team is headed. It's still early in the season. It's frankly going to continue to get better. So uh, I got to give credit to the Magic fans for showing up the night before a hurricane on a 5.30 p.m. tip-off on a Wednesday. Um, that's, 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 Magic fans get a bad rap. Let's put that to rest right here. Great job, guys. Keep keep it up and and, and keep bringing that energy to the Amway Center. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Just your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We've got plenty more on Franz Wagner's big game because I just loved this game from him so much. 
I'll, I'll do a little bit deeper dive into it. Um, we'll get that up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com at some point Thursday. Um, but definitely check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Um, blue check pre-Twitter blue uh, and all that stuff. Um, follow me there on Twitter as well for the latest on the team. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On Today, Locked On uh, to Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, for those of my listeners living in Central Florida, please be safe during the storm. Um, you know, fortunately, it is not a particularly powerful storm. It is a big storm. It's going to bring a lot of rain. We're still recovering from Hurricane Ian. Um, so hopefully we do not see the same kind of flooding and 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 kind of hope uh, and kind of see kind of a reversion back to some of the problems we had during Ian. But for those of my those of my uh, listeners in Central Florida, please stay safe during the storm. This thing will be over very very soon. Hope very very soon. Hopefully um, we'll get through this through this as we always do. Recover as we always do. So please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Uh, and we'll see you on the other side of this thing. I hope this gave you something fun to listen to. While you're sitting sitting around waiting for the storm to pass. Until next time, though, for Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is Philip Ross from Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.